0: what is up everybody matt with the iron podcast and i gotta be honest i didn't realize some of my podcasts i was having some issues getting some uh scheduled uploads up and i'm behind i'm like three weeks behind so i got some catching up to do uh we were doing the marriage study coming up here and i am have been excited about it you know we got week one out looks like a lot of you guys enjoyed week one podcast on stopping the bleed this is our marriage first aid kit that we got going out and honestly it 's been pretty solid uh, we 've been doing the delivery here in church we 're at four weeks into it. The feedback 's been pretty great. already some areas for improvement i think it 's going to be a good program moving forward today. The focus is on week two. Week one was stopping the bleed you know putting our spouse our spouse 's life above our own and focusing on just taking care of their needs and putting away the weapons and stopping the hemorrhage that is going on in our relationships last week, uh, which uh, I'll talk about in another podcast, but this last week's class, we did mention something that said, hey, there's there's kind of maybe two areas of your marriage right now. You're either in the um, good category or I'm in the, uh, our, our life's a little rocky. And I said, for those, the both spectrums, but I said, for those that are in a good category, I have to ask you who are you helping with your license to practice marriage, if you will? You know, we got this marriage license. What are we doing with it? Is it a license to kill or a license to, you know, whatever, right? So are you helping couples fight? Are you shining lights light in dark places together? Are you intentional together with your marriage? Uh, maybe you're not so good if you're not answering some of those questions appropriately. And then there's the other spectrum for those that are feeling a little battle-worn, right? you're in the right place. Uh, you're listening to the right podcast. You're going through the right marriage study. No matter what you're doing, you've decided that, hey, I'm going to do something about my marriage to make it better and start fighting for not only myself, but my spouse. And maybe you're doing this together. I hope you are, uh, whether you're listening to this podcast separately uh, or together, which would be pretty awesome as well. So you guys can make fun of all the silly, uh, ridiculous things I say or when I mess up, right? Uh, today, though, the focus is going to be on extrication. You know, we talked about stopping the bleed last time, and now it's kind of about moving to higher ground. You know, in and, and, uh, my paramedic background, you just can't stop. I always teach people when I'm out teaching, you always have to keep moving forward. No matter what your decision-making capabilities are, your critical thinking skills are, the focus is to just keep moving forward. And if you do that, that's ultimately going to get you in the best place. You know, in the EMS world, the goal is to get the person to, you know, the highest level of care. You know, maybe it's a trauma surgeon or cardiologist or whatever it may be. But for marriage, I mean, the end goal is to get to heaven, right? To see each other, walk through the gates together, and just be like, boom, we made it, right? And not only do that, but lead as many people to heaven uh, and through those pearly gates as we can together. Uh, we shine brighter together, we are stronger together. And so. That is really the point of this course. So extrication is about, uh, or week two is about extrication, moving to higher ground, and not even moving to higher ground, but moving to safer ground as well. Because the bleeding has been stopped, it's, we just have to keep moving forward. Uh, the first verses I'm going to pull up today are probably one you're familiar with, Genesis chapter two, eighteen through 24. And the Lord God said, I'll be reading out of the New King James Version, it is not good that a man should be alone. I'll make him a helper, comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not a uh, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took out out one of his ribs, closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from a man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to a man, <clears throat> and he brought her to the man, sorry. <laughs> and Adam said, this is now the bone of my, this is now the bo- the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And I think this story to me uh, really pulls us maybe out of the battle we're in and realize that we are truly one, right? God designed us to be one man and woman, right? Intimacy in this subject is huge. We should not take these verses lightly. You know, I, I'm i guilty sometimes of reading the Bible and looking at it like a history book, right? But these are living words. I mean, God actually did this, and this is where a woman came from. And like that level of intimacy and that oneness is actually really huge if you sit back and look at the awesomeness and the awe within that story. I remember listening to a pastor recently. He was talking about Um, you know, God took our rib from our side and he said, that's where the woman is meant to be. That's where my wife is meant to be. She's not meant to be in front of me or behind me. She's meant to be beside me. We are called to do life together. We again are stronger together. So without standing together, casualties are going to be had. If if we're there in front of us and leading, that's probably not going to go very well. If they're behind of us behind us and we're pulling them, that's probably not going to go very well. We have to figure out uh, a method of getting us side by side, one on one. It's very common um, in the EMS setting uh, that we're not able to extricate a patient alone. You know, we talked about stopping the bleed last week, and again now we're talking about moving someone forward or getting them out of the situation we're in to this higher ground. So often we have to call for backup. It's not uh, infrequent when I would show up on scenes and be like, there is no way I'm going to be able to move this person. And not only just move them, but move them safely. This is why we have the church. This is why we're all here fighting together. In my marriage study going on on Monday nights, we have an insane amount of people that are coming. It's been awesome to see the church pour out like they have to invest not just in their marriages, but hopefully they're there to invest in other marriages. So again, this is why we have the church, to help get us from the place we're in to higher grounds. I'm going to pull up another verse here for you. Pull up my Bible app. Oh man, I hit the wrong button. We're going to hop into 1 Thessalonians. So if you guys want to sneak over that way. First Thessalonians 5. I can't talk this morning. My coffee hasn't cooked in. And we're going to hop into verse 11. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as just as you also are doing. I believe it's an NIV translation. I want to look at two here. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Then we're going to hop over to Hebrews one of my favorite books of the Bible. I mean, you technically have to like them all, right? But Hebrews is so good. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Hopping over there right now. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I'm going to use this verse, uh, the Hebrews verses, these verses I just read multiple times throughout this study. But when I look at those verses, that Hebrews partage in the Hebrew, sorry, it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Are we the spouse that's pushing our uh, significant other, our other spouse, you know, our better half, right? to love and good deeds or are we the one that's got some offense going on or we're usually antagonizing them or holding on to the heartache whatever it may be you know what are we if we had to rate ourselves or put ourselves on the spectrum of the category where are we are we helping them uh, towards love and good deeds are we typically one that's maybe poking them with the stick like come on i'm gonna make you mad right sometimes we're all guilty a little bit of both but you know uh, sometimes we just have to in this extrication mindset you know, like when I show up on scene uh, as a paramedic and I got a person, I say, I got to get out of a ditch. Maybe they're thrown from a vehicle. I realize getting them up a steep ditch. It could be the biggest hill we're facing can be difficult and I'm going to need lots of hands. And the goal is not for giant moves, right? If I, if I said, I'm going to have four people get this person out of the ditch, we're going to have to put in major moves and a lot of effort to get this person up this steep hill. But if I, Get more help involved. I can make multiple small moves and multiple handoffs to other team members to get this job done. So maybe we're in a season right now with our marriage that we need new relationships or mentors to help get us through. For example, maybe we need mentors or um, other relationships to help us get it through financial struggle or uh, how to navigate those waters as a married couple through heartbreak. Maybe there's previous. Uh, situations where your spouse has been unfaithful and you're struggling how to deal with that. Maybe it's social media, technology, and and the list can go on and on, but maybe we need to bring in other people to help us get to the higher ground. I know as a paramedic in the field, I can't do any of my job by myself. I need a partner. I need fire departments. I need uh, law enforcement. I need first responders. I need everyone to help me to get the patient to where I need to go to have a better outcome. And so I think that applies to all of our marriages and the struggles we're in. We need help, and sometimes we need a lot of help to get us to the next step. Uh, We have an end goal, right? But sometimes it's the little handoffs that get us to where we need to be. Let's hop over to Ephesians real quick, and I think this is my last verse for the day. i try to keep these short for you guys. But we're going to hop over to Ephesians 4, verses 13. Until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And I think that is the goal of what we want. The key word there I want to pull out is unity. We want to be unified together in our marriage, we want to be unified in the church. And not just like for the struggling. If your marriage is in a good place, what are you doing to invest in other marriages so they can be like you someday? I think that's huge. You know, I look around, we were at a men's conference over the weekend and the one guy pointed out like, oh, there's a lot of gray beards in the room or whatever. And what he was saying was there's so much wisdom here. There's so much uh, knowledge of where people have gone through life. Are we even taking advantage of the wisdom that's there? Not saying you have to have a gray beard to be wise, but you get the point, Right. Oneness is when God has his absolute place in us. Oneness is when he alone is in all, when he fills all, when the children of God, when they harmonize with each other, that is oneness. That's what this point of this marriage study is, is to not just make your marriage stronger, but to get you plugged into the church and for the church to focus on unity and oneness. Not to go back to men's advance again, but they talked about uh, with unity, you can excel faster as a church and excel your mission bigger, faster than you've ever thought. And I thought that was really awesome. Uh, This week, I want you to adopt a never give up, but always surrender mindset. What I mean by that is to surrender to God. So we got to move to higher ground. We got to get our marriage to where we want it to be. There's probably a step we have to take. What is that step you need to take right now? We've stopped the bleeding. The bleeding is controlled. What do we have to do to get to higher ground, to safer ground? Maybe that's a financial course, like I said. Maybe it's, you know what, honey, I'm sorry. I messed up. Maybe it's not even your fault. But maybe taking ownership and responsibility over the situation is great. Reject the passivity in this season. Take ownership. Take responsibility. And let's go. Next week, we're talking about a whole another topic, right? We're going to be talking about uh, some prevention techniques instead of uh, reactive techniques. So I thank you for listening to the Iron Podcast. You know, I'd appreciate it if you like, share, comment, whatever you got. Um, I this This podcast was put on my heart a long time ago. I put it off for a while because I was like, God, this is weird. This is not my comfort zone, but this is where you want me to be, so I'm going to be faithful. So thanks for checking out week two of the marriage study, the marriage first aid kit. I look forward to talking to you soon about week three coming up.